Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Thursday morning on Buckeye Breakdown, 48 hours before Ohio State will kick off their home opener against the Youngstown State Penguins. It's certainly not the biggest game on the schedule, a game Ohio State is expected to win comfortably. But what can we learn about the Buckeyes, and, and what do you need to know about this Ohio State team going into their first game of the uh, of the season at the Shoe? Uh, and what did we learn about practice last night, in addition to let's, uh, let's get you set up on, on a little Penguin prep, uh, what you need to know about Youngstown State as they come to town and, and what uh, the Buckeyes might expect to see from the Penguins. All coming up next on Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Anthony Meglin, live at 7 a.m. every weekday morning, all season long, as we talk Ohio State football. You can watch this podcast live right here on our YouTube channel, or if you're listening after the fact, wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts, that's cool too. But know that we'd love to have you live sometime, uh, and and you can certainly drop some questions in the comment section. We'll try to get to those along the way. Of course, we're affiliated with Sports Illustrated and the Fan Nation Network, BuckeyesNow.com, all your latest, for the, uh, all the updated news and info on the team. So head over there and check out the website. Uh, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel and continue to support what Anthony and I are trying to build for you. Uh, as we try to put together a channel, we think you can be really proud of the Ohio State coverage uh, that we'll put out there. So that's, uh, that's who we are and where we are if you're just joining us for the first time. Uh, Anthony, obviously, it was a, a good week one in the sense that the Buckeyes won. Uh, and the conversation all week long has been, well, is that good enough? Or should the offensive line have played better? Or how much better could Devin Brown play than Kyle McCord if only he got a chance? Uh, I mean, all week it's been, you know, some some superlative conversation for sure. And I think at this point now, there's a lot of people that have had maybe some of that stuff taper off just a little bit and say, okay, look, it was a 20-point win on the road in conference not the worst thing in the world. We didn't need to win the national championship on September 2nd. Let's just figure out a way to get better this week. And uh, we've got an opponent coming to town this week that the Buckeyes should look pretty good against. Yeah, not only did you not win the national championship mm-hmm. in week one, you don't, you can't. You know, this is what a season's about. Um, it's about, you know, going through some things early, get, correcting them and getting better from them. Like if, if you had went out and went perfect, um, and everything looked good, and you scored 35 points or 42 points, and then you have two kind of weeks back, back to back that you know may not be the most challenging opponent. Maybe some of that stuff would have wouldn't have shown its face, and then it would appear first uh, against Notre Dame. Um, so, you, so you got to see some stuff that you need to correct, which is good. You did it in a win, like you know. At the end of the day, it's it's one and zero. You're not zero and one. You know, the the sky is not falling. Um, you know, 
definitely correct some stuff. But that's what a football season is, and 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 that's where Ohio State's at. Um, and and I think that, like you said, the conversation starting to shift. Like, okay, could be worse. Yeah, could have could have been much better. But it's supposed to be that way, and it's going to get better. So we heard from eight players after practice yesterday, uh, and I think Cade Stover probably said it best. Um, <laughs> first of all, he used the word homeboy, which had me laughing. Uh, but he basically said, you think some homeboy in his basement that said, wow, you guys suck. Like, you think that bothers us? It's like, we we don't care. <laughs> uh, what 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 is concerning to us is only what goes on in the Woody. Um, who was it? I think it may have been uh, Julian Fleming that said, you know, it's, it's the Woody against the world. I mean, it's, it really, uh, it, it's, it's a close team. It's a locker room that I think has their mind in the right place. Um, Josh Fryer said, yeah, the offensive line didn't play that great. We need to play better. Um, but they didn't play horrendous. Uh, it just wasn't good. And, you know, I, I think it's okay to have, games at the beginning of the season where, where you don't look unbelievable. Did other teams find, you know, quote unquote, that gear? Did Oregon score 80 points? Yeah. Did Oklahoma, you know, run train over, unfortunately, what, what looks like a pretty bad Butch Jones team down in Arkansas at Arkansas Tech? Uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas State? Yeah. You know, it dropped 73 points on them. Um, so there were some teams around the country that looked pretty good, but Ohio state's defense also gave up the fewest yards of any top 25 team that played last weekend. So I, I don't think we should be that concerned. Yeah, no. And, and the vibes that you were telling me about, you were down there yesterday, you know, just, you said it seemed relaxed. Like the guys seemed to be in a great headspace coming off practice um, in a great headspace talking to the media. And that's what you love to hear. And there's no reason to be walking around, you know, Nervous, you know, everything that we hear and we see in the world that we live in, it's like, oh, my gosh, this team is terrible. You know, Kyle McCord never pick up football again, that type of stuff. But inside that team, inside that group, inside those walls, you know, it's we're, we're good. Like, we're fine. You know, correct the stuff that needs to be corrected and just block everything out. Block, block us two talking heads out. Block all the Twitter guys out. Just block it all out because, you know, for them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't help them and it doesn't it doesn't hurt them. Um, you know, so just don't listen to it. And, and that's a great uh, mindset. It sounded like the mindset that you felt and the energy that you felt down there um, was more on the positive side, um, you know, where the guys were worried about, hey, we're going to get better. We weren't where we need to be. Let's take steps forward to to get a lot better um, next week. Yeah, I, I actually, um, you know, considering how focused this group had appeared at times over the last several weeks, um you know, we're not allowed to attend practice, uh, but we walk into the indoor facility after practice officially ends, and then the guys kind of trickle in from outside. Um, and it felt looser to me than even normal. There were a lot of happy faces, uh, guys having fun with each other. I mean, it just was like it, it you could feel the camaraderie if you want to think about it that way. And I was glad to see that because uh, for a team that won a first game, some of the reaction didn't really feel like they won. And I think there's an element of, man, you got to have some fun doing this because it ain't life or death. Um, and those guys seem to enjoy the day yesterday, and I, I hope that continues. I'm sure they had a hard practice Tuesday and Wednesday. It's pretty typical. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, you and I talked about this. Like, 
this sport's hard. Football's hard. It doesn't matter who you're playing or what you're playing against. Like it's a hard sport and it's hard to win. Um, and sometimes you lose that, you know, being the, at the, the program level that Ohio state is where it's like, Hey, a win's not even good enough. You have to look great and win. No, just, just get the win. Just, just win the football game and then win the next one. You know, that's what it's about. Whoa, they're going to correct a lot of those things. And, uh, but you love to hear, I, I personally loved hearing that because there's very, there could have been, you know, it could have been justified for, you know, vibes to be real low and, uh, you know, the guys to be really stressed out and, and, you know, not, not nervous, but having that nervous energy, you know, kind of walking around the, uh, the, the practice facility, but it's good. Keep it loose um, and, and get ready to take care of some business this weekend. Before we dive into uh, this coming weekend, the, the big news yesterday in the Ohio state, you know, fan circle, uh, former Buckeye, Nick Bosa, not a bad day. $170 million. I think that's what I saw. Yep. Is that like the highest defensive contract I've ever seen? Ever. Yeah. Uh, Joey Small Bear. I think that's his, uh, that, that's his, <laughs> that's his Twitter handle. Um, big bag for the Small Bear. I and mean, he got paid yesterday. That was uh, really cool to see. I think it's going to be like $34.5 million a year, which is pretty darn good when you get after the quarterback the way that he does. Um, that, that's pretty good. Now, uh, for me, Living up in Cleveland, I hope he dresses and plays against the Steelers on Sunday. That'd be pretty <laughs> wouldn't uh, wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah. The, the reality is, you could absolutely argue when he is full blown healthy that he might be the best non quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's certainly in that conversation. So happy for him. That's very cool, and um, you know that's why guys come to Ohio State because they want to be developed so that they can be high-end draft picks and have a chance to, you know, go to the league and, and make life-changing money. And not everybody's going to make $170 bucks, but um, that is that is pretty darn cool. So. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. The awesome news. And, you know, just add it to the list, list of things. When recruits come to town, be like, hey, look at the highest-paid defense player ever, graduate of, uh, of Ohio State or attended Ohio State, played for us. So Yeah, and the reality is uh, – the 49ers were awfully close to screwing that up because uh, the way I saw it, you know, Nick Bosa had all the leverage and the 49ers thought, eh, maybe we'll negotiate with him. Uh, he could have walked to any one of the other 31 locker rooms around the nation and they'd have paid him whatever he wanted. Yeah. Uh, and I think ultimately that probably cost San Francisco a little cash. Yeah. Hey, but still great for him. You know, it's great. No doubt. Great news to see there. No doubt. All right. Let's talk about the Penguins. We haven't done this earlier in the week. Usually we would. Um, I just get the impression that a lot of our fans are probably not dying to know what Youngstown State's going to present, but uh, we try to get you ready on the show. So uh, we'll spend a few minutes on it. What can we expect from the Penguins, Anthony? Yeah. yeah. So we went way in depth last week against Indiana. Won't go quite um, as detailed. Um, here today, but um, I think this Youngstown State team, um, you know, when they're playing their competition is going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, maybe not necessarily on Saturday um, against Ohio State, but I think they bring some things to the table um, that I like and, and that, uh, that that looked pretty good. So uh, they're coming off a 52 to 10 win um, over Valparaiso on Saturday. Um, and it was actually a little bit closer than that. It was 17-10 at halftime. Um, and they went on a 28-0 uh, third quarter uh, run. Uh, fueled by four uh, fumbled, four turnovers that they forced, one blocked pick that was returned for a touchdown, um, and three fumbles. Um, so on offense, what you're going to see from them 
um, is more of a uh, West Coast spread style offense. You're going to see a lot of shotgun, uh, but they're not going to they're not going to be slinging it and letting it rip um, the the whole the whole game. So their quarterback last week, um, guy by the name of Mitch Davidson, he's an Ohio guy, played at Salem um, High School, from Salem, Ohio, um, but he was 11 of 19 for 130 yards and a touchdown on Saturday. And last year only threw for 1600 yards. Um, so you can kind of get an idea of, Hey, they're in the shotgun, but everything kind of goes through the, uh, through the run game. Um, and up front, you know, they're going to, you're going to see in the run game, a lot of zone principle stuff. So um, it's going to be a lot of RPOs where they're throw, they can throw it off of a run look. Um, it's going to be a lot of stretches and inside and mid zone um, stuff where you're not going to see a lot of pulling guards um, or pulling tackles, but it's going to be more of the combo blocks um, getting up to the second level and trying to make space um, for their running backs. So a couple guys to look out for uh, on offense. Obviously, I mentioned the quarterback, Mitch Davidson. He'll wear number 14. Um, guy who had a great game last week against Valpo. Um, running back number 10, Tyshawn King. Smaller guy. Um, he transferred from um, a small school um, conference, um, went to North Michigan, which is in the GLIAC. Um, but uh, finished with 11 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns on Saturday. Um, and then two solid receivers. They're going to be wearing number two and number zero. Um, number two, C.J. Charleston um, had four catches for 47 yards and touchdown. He's a former uh, Gilmore Academy Lancer, um, so from the Cleveland area. And then uh, number zero, Bryce Oliver uh, led the team with six catches for 65 yards um, on Saturday afternoon. So great opportunity for the defenses to continue what they're doing. Um, just continue the the action that they had and the performance that they had um, last week and with a really good opportunity to just – Post to zero. Don't let him get in the end zone. And again, I don't think there's going to be a threat, uh, a big play threat, but let's keep that in the back of our minds. Like, hey, a successful day is no explosives and no big plays um, and keep that train really rolling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and, as, and for as much as you can control it, uh, find a way to get out of the game healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as I want to watch Tommy Eichenberg and Sonny Styles and Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimoloau and Mike Hall play, uh, I am equally as excited to see some depth on defense this week. Let's see some Caden Curry and Jaden McKenzie and um, maybe CJ Hicks. We didn't really see CJ, you know, uh, last week. You know, there's a lot of hype around him, and and he's he's supposed to be a pretty darn good player, um, in a system where you got two linebackers and Tommy and Steele are basically where they're supposed to be all the time. Like Jim Knowles isn't going to just play guys to play guys. He's got to, you know, and, and and actually that's a decent point because if you think about where Jim Knowles has been in his career uh, prior to Ohio State, I don't know that he's ever had the depth, uh, certainly at linebacker that that he's got here. And so, you know, maybe he needs to find a way to make a more concerted effort to get game reps for linebacker depth. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
don't know. Uh, he certainly seemed to press the right button last week because the defense yeah. played great, and and I don't blame him for not wanting to take Tommy and Steele off the field. Um, you know, and, and there's some other guys in the secondary too. Same thing. Like let's let's see what some of those second team guys look like. Absolutely, and you need to do that because you know we love what Steele and and Tommy bring to the table, but linebacker is such a physical position. It just takes one play, um, and then CJ's in there every down. So this is such a good opportunity. Um, and old the the more veteran guys love these games too because you, they they have a goal in mind. Let's get through a quarter or let's get through whatever their goal is because their goal is set. Um, and coach certainly isn't taking this game lightly. You know they're they're not they're this week not playing to the scoreboard. They're playing to some standards. Um, you know no turnovers. Uh, you know no points scored on defense. All these things that they probably have up on their board. Um, and their starters want to make sure that they get in, get their work in. Um, you know, get the, get a couple game reps in just to stay fresh and then get some of those backups in. Because like you said, it's a huge developmental day for an, for a team as a whole just to figure out, hey, who's behind the, our starters and who can we rely on in the, uh, you know, break glass in case of emergency situations that are certainly going to come you know, down the road. Um, I don't expect that. Uh, um Give me one second here. I need to go off camera for one second. I'll tell you what. Let's go right to the um, yeah yeah. Let's go right to the Youngstown State defense. Yeah, we'll flip it over to the defensive side. Um, and this is, a, I think, a great opportunity for the Ohio State offense uh, because uh, what we'll be seeing is a really base defense. Okay, so it'll be a four-three scheme, right? Four down linemen, three linebackers. Um, and when you have that. Um, what what they'll do often is roll a safety in the box, okay? So they'll roll a guy down to add an extra hat in the run game um, if they're concerned about that. But it gives you the ability to play a number of different coverages. When they roll a guy down, you have one safety high, so you'll be seeing um, some cover three looks where there's one safety in the middle and then two corners on the outside patrolling the thirds. Um, or, you know, they'll play man-to-man coverage, right? We'll play cover one where there's one safety and everyone's man across the board. Or if they stay in a more passing, if it becomes a more passing situation, um, you'll play with two safeties back, and then you will uh, you'll play what's called quarters coverage, where everyone takes a quarter of the field. So you love that as an offense because the throwing gaps and the throwing lanes are massive. Um, not only are we going to be um, we're going to be a superior team on the offensive side of the ball as far as talent and athleticism go, but with the scheme that they play, there's just holes everywhere. And how they do it, they they're they're all everything underneath when they do drop into coverage is all what is called spot droppers. So they don't drop to guys. So oftentimes you'll see a linebacker set and find the receiver and drop towards that receiver. These guys are what are called spot droppers, where they know I have to get five yards back to two yards from the sideline and they just go there. So it's there's two different ways to coach it, and that's how they do theirs. Um, when you do something like that, it opens up a lot of stuff because, you know, you're not seeing what you're covering. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with the tactic, but it's what they do. So what does that mean for us? Be smooth. That's what, that's what it means. You know, there's going to be some things that you're going to see. I'm hopeful that, um, coach lets it, lets the ball fly a little bit. I think that's needed. Um, I think that, you know, we can be all positive. They can be all positive after practice and everything, but there's still that question lingering in the back of everyone's mind. Like Kyle didn't look great. Um, let's get it fixed and let's get him some confidence. Like, guess what? He's reading Twitter. He's seeing all this stuff. You know, that's just the world we live in. Um, and it's unfortunate and it stinks sometimes, but he needs some confidence in himself. So let's build that for him. Let's get him some early easy completions. Let's get Marvin in the end zone in the first quarter so that he can, we can wrap him in bubble wrap 
see you next week. Um, but let's just build some of that um, that confidence in your quarterback and in himself um, so that he can, you know, continue to get better and continue to prepare himself for some more, um, you know, high-profile games. So one guy to look out for on their defense, their linebacker number three, his name's Alex Howard. Finished last week, nine tackles, three TFLs, and two sacks. So was kind of wreaking some havoc um, in the backfield uh, and getting after the ball. So keep an eye out for number three. But I think a ton of opportunity to correct everything that we saw and everything that they saw on tape um, on the offensive side from last week. I'm looking forward to seeing opportunities for uh, G. Scott, maybe in a more primary tight end role. Um, I I really hope we get to see some second string offensive linemen because even when we went to back up skill position guys last week, starting offensive line played, and maybe that was a condemnation of where the the line is right now. I'm not sure, but I hope guys like Luke Montgomery don't just come in as a as the third tight end in a package. Maybe Luke actually gets some run. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Dallin Hayden gets some touches this week. You know, there's only one football. It's hard to get everybody out there. I'd love to see Evan Pryor, given what he's gone through. Um, you know, you, you kind of know what you got in, in Trey and in Mayan and, and Chip Trainum. So uh, opportunities to see Evan Pryor and, and Dallin Hayden, I think, would be awesome. Um, you know, Xavier Johnson at least is touching the ball on kick returns. Uh, but same story. I mean, especially depending upon the formation, it's a little difficult for him to get in the game right now because he's not a top four wide receiver on the team. Maybe the fourth, but uh, he's certainly not top three. So, um, you know, I want to see what those guys look like too. And uh, and I hope from a starter's perspective, I, I guess I hope to see the most out of Donovan Jackson and Josh Simmons. Um, I just want to see better communication this week and and see those guys execute. And and I, I, I don't want to just – suddenly say like oh it's an fcs opponent and and you know those guys are terrible and ohio state should beat them by 70 um you know with respect to the opponent you're playing for it's like it's not like they're not trying um so you know donovan jackson and josh simmons have to go into the game with their mind right with the expectation that they're going to be rock solid on the left mm-hmm. side of the line and go do it yeah, there should be no pressure on the quarterback this week. That you should be able to run the ball the way you need to run the ball. And, you know, it goes back to what Coach Day said on Sunday or his first media availability is, hey, we need to move people. We need to be physical up front. So let's do that. Let's go. I don't care who it is. You know, just go out, be physical, move move the line of scrimmage, run the football well and effectively, and then don't let anybody get after the quarterback. Like Kyle should be touched on, on Saturday. You know that's certainly a goal um, for that offensive line in that room. You know, Kyle should not be – Shouldn't be touched, shouldn't be under pressure um, in the least. But it is an an exciting um, opportunity for these guys um, to do that, to get better, to build some confidence in themselves um, that they can be be pretty good. You know, we really haven't talked too much about um, one thing in particular this week. And, again, I don't want to think too much back on last week because it's last week at this point. But I I didn't think Marvin and Emeka were super engaged – in the run game, but there were some moments where they just weren't a hundred percent locked in, you know, when they needed to block in the run game. And I'm simultaneously looking to see them more engaged this week and also looking to see them not on the field. (laughs) You know, it's like (laughs) as soon as Ohio state goes up by two touchdowns, I really don't want to see them anymore. I don't know that Ryan Day will pull the plug that fast. I would imagine realistically, I think the starters are going to probably play the first half. Yeah. I, I I just don't, you know, unless somehow you go up 35 rip 
in the early second quarter. Um, I just, I think it's going to be difficult for Ohio state to justify pulling all of their starters off the field. It, it at least a good chunk of the way through the second quarter. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And realistically, dude, maybe even the first drive of the third quarter, we've seen yeah. that a lot. Yeah. You, you see that often because Hey, a, a big thing, um, you know, in a football game and they call it the first, the first four, right. The first four minutes of the, of the first half or yeah, the first four, the first half and the first four, of the second half, that's huge. Like going to the locker room, making adjustments and then coming out. So you all always see that. And my guess is, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to just see these guys for a quarter. Um, but you will see them probably for a half. Um, and then you get, get some of the other guys in. I'm excited to see Carnell Pate, Brandon Ennis at receiver. Like, I think those guys will, will get some run, uh, on Saturday, which would be cool. Um, and you get to see some different guys touching the ball and building that depth. Um, hopefully, if things go well, um, hopefully we're we're seeing that um, you know towards the end of the towards the end of the game on Saturday. The last thing for me, just uh, Jaden Fielding, the the kicker that we actually had a chance to talk with yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what a nice kid! I mean, a really down to earth, good, cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, somebody who came to Ohio State as a walk on because he felt like he wanted to see what he was made of. And he said, look, I just wanted to bet on myself and he won the job. Um, you know, so he's going to go kick in Ohio stadium. He said he gets more nervous to kick in front of home fans than on the road. So I guess he'll put that to the test. Yeah. Um, but he, he did a great job uh, on Saturday. He hit all three field goals and, and both extra points. You know, he, <laughs> he said he's comfortable from 60 yards and in. It's a big range to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we don't have to see him try to rip a fifty-eight yarder. No, uh, but you know, okay, that's where you're comfortable. Or hey, buddy, we're going to hold you to that standard. Yeah, it's good um, to have. It's good to have that. I guess in the in the quarter, I guess have that arrow in there. But uh, I, I'm no kicking expert by any means. But what I did see from him is that you know hit a couple. I think hit, think he hit one from forty-three on Saturday, and it was crushed. I mean, it went through you know halfway to the. To the upper half um, of the way up of the, uh, the the net, if you will, behind the behind the um, upright. So Duke can crush the football and he can really hit it well. So it was uh, it was exciting to see, and it's exactly what you wanted to see from your kicker. Like, hey, you don't want to really get off that that inside pole, right? That 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 you know that crossbar. Um, so his kicks were right down the right down the center, and they were hit with a lot of power. So encouraging to see. Hopefully, like you said, we don't need to see it from sixty, but if we get a fifty yarder in there, that would that wouldn't be bad. He, um, you know, he transferred to IMG Academy. He basically said that his high school experience was was solid, but he felt like uh, he needed some additional opportunities because he said we we were a decent team, but we weren't, you know, we were playing some really, really good teams. And he wasn't getting a lot of game opportunities to kick. So we went to IMG and, um, you know, I don't think you go to IMG Academy unless you're pretty serious about your, your athletic pursuits. So... Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is, a the start of a really cool thing for, uh, for Jaden. It would be great to have a kicker. You can really lean on. That's for sure. And I will say one other thing about him. He, um, he said, look, I don't really want to compare myself necessarily like directly to him, but he said, I, I kind of feel like the guy I most want to model after this team is Xavier Johnson, the whole walk on mentality and trying to, you know, earn your stripes, if you will. Um, he he had a big smile on his face when he when he said Xavier's name, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's, that's really neat. And you just love to see it. You love those kinds of stories, whether it's a kicker or defensive back or a receiver or whatever. You know, those stories are really cool all the time. So good for him. Uh, now just make your kicks, brother. All right. Buckeyes and Penguins, 48 hours away. Ohio State on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday have tough practices and um, certainly seemed like they were in a good place when they were coming off the practice field last night. Mm-hmm. Excited to see them get out in front of the home crowd. And, and by the way, see the best damn band in the land because they didn't make the trip to Bloomington last weekend. It'd be nice to see the band here uh, in uh, in the shoe this weekend. So that should be fun. Obviously, kickoff's at 12 noon. Uh, if you don't know, the game is on Big Ten Network, so you can find it on BTN, uh, which means you don't have to worry about any of the uh, ESPN, Disney, ABC nonsense that's going on with Spectrum right now. That's not a lot of fun for anybody. Uh, but the good news is uh, Big Ten Network's got you covered. So 12 noon on BTN on Saturday. Uh, we'll be there. Can't wait to cover the game for you. We'll give you plenty of stuff pregame and postgame. And, of course, we'll be with you again tomorrow morning uh, as we give you some keys to the game and, and some final thoughts here before uh, the game kicks off on Saturday afternoon. Um, one last uh, point of note, I suppose. Uh, we will hear from Ryan Day today. Uh, 12 noon on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Ryan Day has his weekly radio show, so you can catch that. Uh, and then he'll do a quick, like you know, they call it a lightning round with the media. He'll answer, um, you know, maybe 10 minutes worth of questions. It's not a full-blown press conference. Um, he'll he'll jump on a Zoom with everybody uh, when he finishes up on the radio show. That should be right around 1240, maybe 1245. So if Ryan Day says anything that is, uh, breaking news, shocking. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll make sure to relay it to you. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything too dramatic, but suppose you never know. All right, for Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Ohio State and Youngstown State, two days away as Buckeyes get ready for home opener.